Welcome to the Persistence You podcast by Lisbeth. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll bring you some information and sometimes inspiration from both strivers and survivors, people who've accomplished or gone through the unthinkable and who know that it's all about getting good support and continuing to show up. For more information about me, find me at lameredith.com, where you'll also find show notes. Thank you for listening. This week's episode is sponsored by Book Marketing on the Skinny, Promote Like a Champ Without Feeling Like a Chump. I'm recording this on February 4th, 2021. And this will be a section typically this for this weekly podcast where I give an update, but since we've never been together before, this is just sort of a date. And I'm actually recording side by side soon with my guest, Marty Guzman, a huge sacrifice for her since she is deathly allergic to cats and I have cats, but she drove across town to be here with me. Yes, she had the coronavirus vaccine because she understands that I don't know how to edit a podcast. She has impressed me so much as a long-term public servant in the school district, passionate about improving the lives of children and their families. She's an even longer-term friend of mine. I've known her since I was a kid. Since we were teenagers, we've been best friends. And she makes a difference in my life all of the time. Now, for Marty... 2020 held both the usual challenges of the pandemic, some personal challenges as well. And I'm going to give her an opportunity to talk about that in today's interview and to see how she's making a difference in the lives of total strangers now, in addition to those children and families that she serves. I am so honored that she's here. Thank you, Marty. You know, it's tough when you're away from home and you're away from the people that you want to support and be there for them, but you're just far away and there's no way to get back. So that's, that's how January started. Kind of an overshadowing, (laughs) a a long awaited trip. And then uh, that happened. Yeah. So we arrived back in town and then the service was the very next day. So we got in barely right before midnight. And then, you know, the service was the next day. And then, you know, you try and get back in your routines and it's the dead of winter in Alaska. And you just are like almost thinking what next? Well, but guess what? Yeah. (laughs) Along came a pandemic. That's right. (laughs) Around the world. (laughs) Unbelievable. That's right. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, I just, I just remember thinking, uh, wow, what else could happen? <laughs> and then, so then um, February, you know, usually one of the coldest months in, in Alaska here, we were trying to figure things out. And, you know, people were starting to talk about coronavirus and what that meant. And uh, I work for the school district. So as we were uh, ending February and going into March, they pretty much just canceled us going back after spring break. And, um, you know, my world turned into this, you know, house, the house, it didn't go anywhere, just stayed home. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then your relationship, I mean, how did that, how did that, <laughs> well, go? that didn't get any better. <laughs> so, you know, we, we were trying to, you know, communicate and I'm really big on communication and, 
you know, say what's on your mind and, and always have good intentions for good outcomes. And I wanted to really just be my best self and, and be loved and to love and struggled with that. And so March turned into April and, you know, we took, we took a break, the relationship needed a break. And so that was just like, wow, another devastating (laughs) move on 2020. I found myself, you know, reflecting on, um, my relationship, my family, my kids, um, and what was next. Right. It was tough. So huge expectations because that's a decades old relationship really. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so that's difficult. And then we became so polarized in our country with controversy Mm -hmm. and politics and people on either sides of different arguments. And then came. Yeah, it was really tough. I mean, you just couldn't turn the news on. Um, This was back, you know, March and going into April without already talking about the election. And so much of it was political, political here, even a local politics, um, some nutty, nutty business was going on. And, um, and then my daughter who lives here in Anchorage with, um, with her husband and son, you know, she had been wanting to, you know, have another uh, chance at fostering to adopt. And so in April, um, she called me and she said, Hey, you know, um, got a call to take in a two day old baby. Um, but I'm going to probably need your help. Do you think you could help? And I was like, what, what do you mean? And she said, well, you know, you can't put tiny babies in daycare. Um, they don't have shots or anything. And I know you're working from home because after spring break, they had us all working remote from home safely with Zooms, daily Zooms. And and uh, she said, do you think maybe you could watch the baby um, and then <laughs> I wouldn't have to worry about, you know, taking time off because for fostering and adopting, you know, they don't normally give you any leave. And she's a, she's a medical um, practitioner here in town. So I, you know, I just, I said, yes, you know, I just said, I, I try and always be there for the kids. So I said, yes. And so the baby was born on Thursday and Monday. (laughs) I met her in her, uh, her work parking lot and um, took the baby from the car seat and, and snapped him into my car seat base and, brought him back home with me. And I, I I live downstairs and my mom lives upstairs. And so my mom and I, I remember that day, it was a Monday and it was kind of warm outside. And we just basically stared at the baby for like two and a half hours. We couldn't believe we we had a baby. So good. (laughs) But I had to work. So um, it was, it was, I remember three days of feeling like, what have I gotten myself into? Because I had to be places at certain times and be online or check in with families and um, co-workers. And then uh, everything had to be filtered through the lens of this tiny baby and this little bassinet across the room. Um, <laughs> a couple of times I found myself laughing out loud that <laughs> I had a baby. <laughs> so great. One of the better things of 2020. Yeah. So it was really neat. And I've always known you to be the glass is so much half full. Mm-hmm. much more than half empty. But it got hard this year when you have the political divide, when you have people at work who have very strong feelings about what's going mm-hmm. on and people will say insensitive things and your family being African-American and then oh, people yes. saying a lot of things about Black Lives Matter, not knowing better perhaps, but how not thinking about how hurtful it could sound. 
yes. when people marginalize another person's experience. And yes. so how do you think, I mean, you could talk more on that, but then what drove you to do what you're doing now? Like what happened <laughs> that you made a decision about the things you can influence and the things you can't and that right. what you would do to improve the well, world around you? I think number one, I said to myself, um, be present, be a, a caring voice for maybe the uh, underserved or the the marginalized or the people who, um, you know, when somebody is talking and they, you can tell that the other person's opinion doesn't matter. They're going to do exactly what they want. They're presenting it that they're not. But so I always try to be there and be present and give a different perspective to, to look at it in a more of a 360 degree um, angle and to, to like, give love and to give acceptance and to give good and put good out there. And the baby really did help. I think with my relationship, having a a rough patch, I, you know, you have those emotions and those feelings and you're just kind of sad and reflective and just being able to just care for something, you know, and care for someone and know that you're, you are filling that love and that void um, and bonding with a newborn is just so amazing. Right. What a privilege. Yeah. Every day, you know, there was just a different personality trait or a different, um, skill. I mean, just, you know, being 100% present for right. that baby was like, I felt like it was a gift to me right. versus the baby needing that. It was wonderful. Uh, the political aspect of, um, spring into summer of 20, 2020 was horrible. I mean, people that I thought I knew on social media were putting things down on forever. I mean, people think, oh, I just made a comment. That's there forever. I mean, right. it really is sad to, to to see what some people were felt comfortable enough to write. Um, oh, and then add that our street was completely torn up for the entire summer. They were putting a new a sewer system. Uh, that was last year was just bananas. And then came your brother. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... Uh, like Liz mentioned earlier, um, we've known each other since um, we were like 15 and 16. And Liz is my brother, the same age, one year older than me. And, you know, he's had a really, really rough, gosh, I want to say 30, 20, 30 years. I mean, he's just made some poor decisions and, and you know, was living by himself in an apartment Um was still kind of looking for work or looking for what was next for himself and, and just kind of living this kind of a kind of quiet existence, um, hanging out with my mom and I spending time alone, going to movies and, you know, with everything shut down last summer, just really staying home. And he just went and sat on his couch one evening, uh, to watch TV, kicked his shoes off, put his feet up and died. That was shocking. Yes. That was very, very right. shocking. And so then how did you get into what you are doing now? <laughs> At, you know, you, you've lost your yeah. brother. You had to reevaluate re- mm-hmm. your relationship. You're mm-hmm. at home from school. And there's a lot coming at you with yes. with all kinds of controversy going on in the world where you're somebody who doesn't flock to be involved in fights. No. I, so how did you, yeah, what I, did you decide to do? That really helped, started helping turn things around. It's a funny story. Um, 
So I started going through old emails, you know, how everybody has old email accounts and um, you start cleaning up your inbox. And I ran across an unclaimed property email that I had gotten for, um, gosh, I want to say 14 years ago. So 14 years ago, and I still had that email. And I thought to myself, okay, from 8 a.m. to 4.30, I'm on. I'm either working or taking care of the baby or hanging out with my mom, trying to clean my brother's apartment, help settle his affairs, um, you know, just be there for anybody. And, you know, when people are grieving, they need you. They need you to know that, you know, you know, they cared. They know that you um, if you needed anything, they're there for you. But it is a, it's a lot of energy. You're using a lot of energy. Um taking phone calls and emails and visits and people trying to be safe, uh, safe stop by for a quick visit and dropping food off. And at one point, I think my mom had like 10 flower arrangements in the house. So at night, I was exhausted, number one, from working and taking care of the baby. I was on my laptop and I started cleaning out that inbox and I came across and I went back on the website and, and not many people I'm finding are really aware about the state of Alaska. And each state is um, has its own particular uh, methods. But so the state of Alaska has an unclaimed property link where you can put in a person's name or business name, and it will tell you if there's um, property in that person's name or the business name. And it will only tell you if it's over $100 or under $100, and each property is numbered. So I started <laughs> at night after I eating dinner, you know, either taking a shower or just relaxed. I just started putting in first my cell phone contacts, every single one. Then my Facebook so friends. Your family and friends that <laughs> are on your cell phone. You started looking yeah, at only Alaska because I figured right. it's the state of Alaska. And I have to tell you, I at one point felt like Nancy Drew. <laughs> I found a lot of money. I found so much money. I was taking screenshots. I had sticky notes all over the um, living room and on my refrigerator. And I was connecting with people. I was calling and leaving voicemails. I was copying and pasting. um, And just letting them know you have money that you didn't know about. Some people were shocked. I mean, they were like, for, number one, they know me. So they, you know, weren't thinking I was like stalking them, but some people were shocked because I would first reach out to them still to see if they still had the same cell phone number or email. And then I got so much joy from just an initial check-in. And sometimes I forgot to like mention the money part and I would have to like call them back or, or email them a second or third time. But, um, it was giving me like such a high. I was feeling so connected to people and, and really like at night I was, I wasn't allowing myself to go to bed till I found three. Wow. Three. When did you start reaching out to strangers? Oh my gosh. That's so funny. So a lot of people have Facebook accounts or Instagram. I find that people I'd say 30 and under our Instagram and Facebook and 35 and older, some of them have Facebooks, but they have like voter registration. They have their, I mean, literally people, their information is online. (laughs) So for better or worse. Yeah, it is online. But I would, okay. So this is an example at night. I would say, okay, I'm going to look up 
uh, a friend's last name. And then if you put in their last name, but not their first name, it will give you everybody with that last name. And so then I would see maybe a name that was like, hmm, and there would be 13, 15, sometimes up to 15 property claims under one person's name. And just over time, over through the summer, I've discovered that that usually means they've died or they're incarcerated. So whatever happened to them happened. And then their family just is not aware that as the deposit from their water bill or the um, cable or um, a, a payment that just got returned is sitting there. And I then started Googling these people <laughs> and I would look up their, their memorial sites, or I would look up um, if they went to school here in Anchorage or if their, their obituary had like a, an, a spouse's name or a child's name. And then I would reach out to them through Facebook Messenger, Instagram. Um, I would leave uh, text messages, phone calls. And I always, I think they could tell that I wasn't a nut because I would be like, you don't know me, but. (laughs) (laughs) But you may have some money. And I would say it. I would say (laughs) my pandemic hobby is reconnecting people with lost assets, whether it's their asset or a family member's asset. And then I think since I was like a caring person and I would help guide them through this without, I I want nothing from them. And I knew, I think they knew that immediately that I wasn't like, um, like looking for uh, accolades or, or congratulations or a share of the profits or anything. I was getting something from it, but it's like a thrill. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. And, And it was, it was so fun. Like I literally, sometimes people call and leave me a message on my phone to this day. And I have to try and remember what property and what the details were because I was doing so many at one point <laughs> that I was, I was like, <laughs> I, I think at one point I had 10 or 11 messages out there. Oh, and so I someone would call me back and I'd be like, what's your relative's name? Because it all started with the relative right. that passed or had the property in their name. And then that would help me jog my memory. But I have talked to people in Las Vegas, in Texas, uh, Washington State. I mean, 45-minute phone calls with complete strangers. I love that. <laughs> I love it. I just think that is so fantastic. It, is. it gave you energy. It did. It gave me it gave me a sense of like I matter because I cared and I did something about it instead of just sitting. I could have turned into such a sourpuss this summer. And people have sent me pictures of their checks. Oh. I have, I have, I have saved a, like a little um, thing for favorites. And you know, they're just like uh, some people promise they're going to give me money, and I tell them, I'm like, that would ruin it. That would absolutely ruin <laughs> it for me because I, it's like um, an adventure for me, and I'm going on this adventure with them. Have you ever met somebody like on a train or a plane or a bus, and you just make that instant connection? Sure. Almost every one of these feels like that. Right. Mm-hmm. My friend Will, who lives in Australia, I met at a tra- on a train and we still stay in touch. Yes. I love that. That's what it feels like. Right. But the bonus is that they are either getting something from it or they just get to learn about this, right. you know, unclaimed property. You brought a spark of joy to their life yeah. at a time when really all of us could use a spark of joy. Oh, yeah. What did it feel like for you to be able to influence 
at least something in the world for the positive? Yeah, that's a good question because like my job, Liz mentioned earlier, I work in family services and I always think about the student that's walking through the door at school and what they might need, but also what do their parents need? What do their grandparents need? I mean, I'm never trying to fix somebody, but if there's a safe place for someone to ask that one question that they just didn't know who to ask and to have like an opportunity to better their situation or to gain a skill or to find, uh, find out something that had just mystified. You would not believe the number of people that are afraid to speak up and ask questions. You know, mm-hmm. a family member may um, chastise them or, you know, tell them that they're dumb for asking that and a complete stranger, they wouldn't feel safe to be able to say it. But uh, uh, so many of the com- the comments that I get back when people check back in with me, you know, they're, they're like, I didn't know. And then they've told 10 people. So I think I just feel like the joy is the ripple effect that I've made. Oh, that's wonderful. But I don't need anything from it. I just know. Right. I feel the energy that it's out there that I've, I've set something in motion and people are smiling or people are gaining even finances from it. I mean, this may be the money that they go on a family vacation that they never thought they could go on. Right. That is so exciting. And that, and you know, at a time where none of us can control, of course, at any time of our lives, we can't control everything that's happening, but just our response. What a great response to bring. What will you do? Will you write about this someday? Do you think? (laughs) Well, you know, you're always saying you should write that. That's a short story. You should write that. And through this, um, just being able to document it. I think the documentation part for me makes me feel like I should write some of this down. And then I'm afraid that what I say sounds so much better than what I would read or what would, how it would read. But I do want to get some of these really great ones down just for the details. Cause we all get lost in the details and, you know, I'll forget. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to write about it and I do want to continue even if, even if I'm not trying to find three before I can go to bed at night, but just to know that there's still all of these um, connections out there to be made. Right. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. I mean, you're creating a little community at a time where we all need to feel Mm -hmm. like we belong. Yeah. And I think that's so fantastic. So I hope that you'll come back when you do write it and tell the story about that as well. You know, if people wanted to connect with you, I think that would be a great way to be sure you come back. Yes. And I know you're on, you know, mm-hmm. social media and things like that, but mm-hmm. that would be a wonderful way to share how you can bring your best at a time when you might be feeling your worst. Yeah, there were some days where I would sit in the sun with the baby and I would just focus on breathing because, you know, nobody was supposed to be around you and right. you weren't even supposed to be in the stores, but for a few minutes and you ever all your plans had to be canceled and you know, and there was just like this tiny baby, you know, on my chest, you know, we were breathing in sync. And I was just trying to think, you know, this is good. You know, I, I want to feel good. I need to feel good. And I need to connect with people. So I think that that's the summer of 2020 will be remembered for me for the way that I said, I'm giving love and I'm giving of myself, but I'm also taking. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. You're creating a community, mm-hmm. a safe community. Yes. And mm-hmm. and making a positive difference. I absolutely love that you powered through it and, and we're yeah. persistent. So yeah. thank you. Thank Thanks you. for being my yes. first guest. And you will come back when you write. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you so and, much. And everybody should check. And you, all you have to do is go to missingmoney.com. And it's a main site that um, 
I think so good. Yeah. And then you just select the state. So the state of Alaska is very organized. They, um, they have their own separate link, unclaimed property. And then you just put in, you have to have a last name and the last name of course can be the business name. And then from there you just search and believe me, it's so addictive. I talked to a friend who, um, I told her about, um, a property she had, she claimed it immediately got the check within like a week and then told me that she had, uh, looked up 77 people. That is, I love the <laughs> contagion of doing good. I, know. I love said, it. it. She said, I could not stop. And it, it is like, but you can, it's not in an, an addictive kind of like, I need more, I need more, but just the stories behind each one is just, it's so interesting. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, Go ahead and subscribe, and I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.